Hi, this is Elaine. We've hosted guest experts on impactparents.com every week since 2011. And since 2017, they've been podcast style interviews. Now we're dipping into those archives to share these fascinating conversations with leading world experts on the Parenting with Impact podcast. Welcome to the Parenting with Impact podcast with your hosts, Elaine Taylor-Klaus and Diane Dempster, co-creators of ImpactParents.com, an online community, award-winning blog, and service organization, helping parents all over the world to raise complex kids become capable, independent adults. Elaine and Diane are certified coaches with personal experience raising children with challenges such as ADHD, anxiety, and more, and extensive experience in guiding parents to raise their complex kids with confidence and calm. On the podcast, Elaine and Diane interview experts, bringing you cutting-edge information about your child's challenges, teach you real-life strategies to create lasting change, and demonstrate how coaching can guide you to parent your complex kids one conversation at a time. For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Welcome, everybody. It is Elaine Taylor-Klaus with Impact ADHD, and I want to welcome you to this week's guest expert podcast with our friend Roya Kravitz. Roya, thanks for being here. Oh, thank you for inviting me, Elaine. So glad to be here. We are so thrilled to have you. You know, Impact ADHD does a lot of resources for parents of kids with complex issues with website. The website has articles and videos, and and this interview series has been this wonderful addition to the program, and we're thrilled to have you here. Let me tell you guys a little bit about Roya. She is a board-certified and ICF-credentialed life coach, and she specializes in strength-based coaching for children, teens, adults and parents whose lives are affected by ADHD or similar kinds of behavioral and organizational challenges. She's also a career coach, mainly for clients with an adult ADHD diagnosis. And on another hat, Roy is also the co-founder and thought leader for Parenting 2.0, which is this really fascinating international movement that started out, did it start on LinkedIn, I think, or Yes, right. And it facilitates positive change by really nurturing a more proactive life skills educational approach to parenting and educating kids. She's been published many times. She's a regular speaker at local, national, and international conferences. She is fluent in three languages. She was telling me she coaches in Farsi, Spanish, and English, and coaches clients both internationally and nationally. So, Roya Kravitz, welcome. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you, Elaine. I'm glad to be here. And I think I forgot to say what we're going to talk about today, but we are going to talk about the family dynamic in the realm of ADHD, and specifically, we're going to talk about helping siblings in a family with ADHD. So, dive in. Get us started. Okay, so thank you very much, Elaine. And I'd like to start by saying how important, what an important uh, role the siblings play in in a family where there is ADHD. And I say a family because really ADHD is not just the child who has it, it is the family. Mm-hmm. And when there is ADHD in the family, everybody is affected by it, and especially the siblings. And the way the parents 
deal with the siblings makes a whole difference. Meaning, if the parents really understand what is going on with the child with ADHD and what is going on with the siblings and how they're feeling and they know how to manage it well, then things are going to go well between the siblings or else the siblings are going to feel left out. Meaning, again, usually we know that when there is ADHD in the family, the parents are very much involved with the child with ADHD because there has to be a lot to do, uh, go to school and, you know, take care of many things. So a lot of attention goes to the, to the child with ADHD. Uh-huh. And the sibling is feeling, they start feeling jealous and sometimes they may misbehave, I'm sorry, in order to get attention because we know that kids really need attention from the parents and it doesn't matter whether it is a negative attention as long as it is attention. And many times when they don't know what's going on with the sibling, not only they're jealous, they can become very bossy and they can go and say, they can become like a policeman, you know, and go and tell the parents, hey, mom, you know what he did again? You know what? And that's where the family dynamics is going to be highly affected and everybody's fighting with each other. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they blame the sibling, sometimes the, the kid with ADHD, and it's a big confusion. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is that um, the sibling is really doing, trying to find out what's going on and trying to get attention as much as possible. So what the parents, I mean, the advice I would give the parents is that once they know what's going on with the kids, they really have to have pay a lot of attention to the sibling without ADHD, okay? Which is easier said than done. Absolutely. (laughs) Much easier said than done. It's very difficult, okay? But sometimes I tell the parents, if you just half an hour a day, a one-on-one attention to the sibling, it makes all the difference. Yeah. And believe me, Elaine, I have had clients that, you know, because I see kids from six years old and, and you know, adults, my uh, eldest person uh, client is 75 years old. Okay. Right. So it's the whole spectrum. And I had uh, some client and she was in her 30s and she came to me uh, with her parents and she was still mad at the parents. And her and the sister, they were still mad at each other. Uh-huh. Because why? Because she was saying, Mom, you always said that I'm stupid. You always said that I was lazy. You always paid attention. This is another thing that can happen. You paid attention to my sister. And the sister was saying, Oh, Really? This was a session we all had together, no our family session. And the sister was saying, Really, you were the one who used to get all the attention right. at all times. So you see the result, what happens not only it happens during the childhood, but this can go on forever. Yeah. The parents don't know how to manage this. So it's really building a lot of resentment as everybody's sort of vying for for in for attention, but also wanting acknowledgement. Everybody wants to be regarded or recognized for what their strengths are. 
Absolutely. And sometimes, uh, you know, I had this client that the difference between those brothers was two years, I think, and they were going to the same school. And they were fighting all the time. And the non-ADHD sibling was always telling this, the ADHD sibling that he was stupid, that he was this, and he was really ashamed of him, really was yeah. ashamed of him. And he would not let the brother even enter the room when his friends were there to that extent, okay? Yeah. And so, you know, the sister, again, in a family coaching, so the sister came and uh, in a session and we were talking and I said, listen, your sister has ADHD, but that doesn't mean that everything is negative. And I started telling her about all the positive things that the brother had. And I said, you know, you don't ever know. I know that you're a very good student, but I have to tell you that one day, maybe your brother is going to be the boss and you'll be working for him. And, you know, the brother was like looking at me and I said, yes. <laughs> I am very serious about that, you know? And then I gave him examples of so many uh, smart uh, individuals who they did it, and he was shocked. And he, he never had heard that. He said he thought that this, you know, brother is really totally disabled. And even that was not a reason for him to, to bully, of course, you know? But I'm just saying that he did not understand what was positive in the brother. And when he understood, he stopped. He totally stopped. And he started actually advocating for the brother at school. So, and what you're pointing to is really is powerful, is that we can set the tone for siblings to compete with each other, or we can set a tone for, for siblings to support each other, to create sort of a team environment in the home. And that's Absolutely. really what I hear you advocating for. Absolutely. But what I'm, and, and really, Elaine, I think that is where the parents, they really have to be educated mm-hmm. and realize how to make, you know, how to advocate for their child with ADHD, but at the same time, really take care of the other children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny because you use a lot of examples that really I hear from parents a lot of the time. The, the other thing I hear parents sometimes say is that I, they have one child who's been diagnosed with ADHD or depression or anxiety or something, and then they have a younger child usually, and, and their response is, I don't know if they really have an issue or if they're just modeling the behavior of the sibling with the issue. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's a confusion there that parents don't know how to decipher, right? Yes, and that's really, this is very complicated. As you know very well, Elaine, this is a very a invisible disorder and already complicated by itself. Right. So when the parents have this going on and they don't know whether the child is imitating the other uh, sibling, it's very complicated. That's why they need to be with, you know, with the professionals. Yeah. And sometimes we know that the children, the 95% of what children learn is through modeling. So it may be, we don't know. Right. So until you don't get to know the family dynamics again, it's very difficult to know what's going on. Yeah, it really is. It's, just, it's sort of almost like it creates a vicious circle, right? A vicious exactly. cycle. Yes. Um, so what are some things that parents can do to create this sense of a team in their family to foster a, a sense of siblings working together instead of against each other? Okay, so what really can be done is 
first of all, we have to find out what is going on. For example, I'm going to give examples because really that's the best way to show. You know, this kid with ADHD who was bothering the sister and the sister was really tired because she would tell her, go away. All right. And the sister would come back. Don't come to my room. You have to knock on my door. Don't be, he was, don't be so annoying. Okay. Right. He really, because they, they hear a lot, leave, yeah. you know, you know that. So yeah. it's like, okay. So the parents, we have to sit down and think, okay, so this is a situation with the ADHD child. She or he has to understand that this is a bothering the sister and why it is bothering the sister. Okay. And so we have to come to some kind of agreement what things are acceptable and for what things are not acceptable mm-hmm. and really be firm and consistent about that. Well, but the other thing I hear you saying is that we have to also be sort of matter of fact. We have to identify the problem behavior without judgment and shame. Absolutely. Right? To understand. Because until we don't define it, we have to define it in order to be able to deal with it. Right. Uh, so we have to really get to the root of the problem. And then all of these misunderstandings are going to go away because there's a lot of misunderstanding going on in the family. Mm-hmm. Nobody really understands nobody in reality. You know? <laughs> so, I was talking to a mom today and, and she was dealing with an issue with one of her daughters scratching her other daughter. And as we began to get curious and sort of explore what was really going on, it wasn't that the child wanted to hurt her sister. It's that she had some sensory processing issues and she was impulsive and she was stimulation seeking. And so there was a lot of pieces that were coming into play that were causing the behavior, but the behavior wasn't actually to hurt the sister or to be mean. She loves her sister. Absolutely. And And understanding is key. Understanding is the key. You said it, Elaine. Understanding is the key because until we we understand, there is nothing we can do. You know, and really when these kids understand each other, it's like, wow, well, we don't really have to fight, you know, but the parents also have to be. This is really important because if the parents don't try to be, give equal attention to them, it's going, I know it's very hard. hard. It is. It's very difficult, but they have to do their best and really positive, positive, positive reinforcement for all of the kids, yeah. not only the ADHD child. Yeah. Many times, you know, we tell the parents, you have to give them positive reinforcement. Then what happens with the other sibling? You have to do the same for the other sibling too. Yeah. Well, and what I will offer is that I think sometimes, you know, the notion of half an hour a day seems simple and it can be so difficult. And the other suggestion I often give to parents is I call it dating your kids. Is, mm-hmm. is to date your children, right? It's to Absolutely. schedule special time with each children away from the rest of the family, with each child away from the rest of the family. And that doesn't have to be every day. That can be, you know, once a month or once would, a week or, what, you know, whenever it is, but it, to make some special time. Yes, yes, I agree with you. Every day it's, I think, very exaggerated, especially nowadays, everybody's so busy, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say, yeah, once a month, I would say at least, if possible, twice a month, maybe. Mm-hmm. But really, not only that, but really be aware. I think the awareness is the most important thing. Once the parents are aware of the situation and what's going on, I think then even smallest thing, they can go to the other sibling's room and give, a, give her a hug, you know? That's enough. 
Yeah, it really is. It makes a huge difference just to have that connection. And mm-hmm. um, the other thing I used to do with my kids, I'll just offer it here. And I know we've only got a few minutes left. The other thing I used to, to do is to, if I was sort of defending one child against another, and that happens sometimes when you have a lot of kids, is I would sort of use a different kind of language. And I would say, I really don't want you to speak to my daughter that way. I really don't want you to speak to my husband that way, not to your father, but to my husband. Right, and a shift to language just a little bit because it it catches their attention a little bit and it raises their awareness to, to what's going on. It's not just my sister; it's your daughter too. Oh, I like yeah. that. That's that's a great idea. And another thing, Elaine, uh, and now that you pointed out, is that do not ever compare. Ooh, yes. This is the worst thing I think a parent can do. Do you see how your sister does that? Do you see? How you- Oh, my God. I mean, forget about ADD. I mean, you don't do that with any, you know. Yeah. They're neurotypical or whatever. But it's really bad. That is when the issues get worse. Yeah. It really creates this competitive environment. It's very hard to ever. I tell them, you know what, we're all different. We have challenges and we have, uh, you know, uh, strengths. So you have those strengths. Your sister or brother has other strengths. You have some weaknesses. Yes. So we're all the same, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Our brains work different. So we only have a couple of minutes left. I want to make sure people can find you if they want more information from you. So if people were looking for you, I know you've got an article on our website in addition to this podcast. So people can find you on impactadhd.com. But also, what website would you like people to go to to find out more about you? Sure. It's www.adhdsuccesscoaching.com. Great. ADHDsuccesscoaching.com. You can find more about our guest, Roya Kravitz, there. Um, And so we only have a few minutes left, and I want to sort of wrap it up in a bow a little bit and and sort of bring this to a close. So I want to ask you to think about what's the one word of wisdom, what sort of final message would you give to to families and parents around this issue of family dynamics and siblings? Um, And with your permission, I want to offer one too because I have a thought on this one. But you start. If I had to give just one example or one advice would be listen to your children and remember that they understand everything. (laughs) They hear everything more than we think. And they are very capable of saying what they need and believe in their insight because I am amazed by how insightful these kids are. Yeah. And they really are. They're so insightful. It's so funny how often we'll talk to parents and they'll ask for something and I'll say, well, have you asked your child? And they'll look at you like, no, that never occurred to me. (laughs) That's typical. However, we're talking so much. And the moment, you know, I'm coaching the family, I say, okay, so you let me what you let me uh, know what you think should be done. And the child comes up with these ideas that we're all like, really? Why don't you go to him first? (laughs) So true. We have to trust them. Yeah. So listen to them and trust them. I love that. And what I would add to that, and this is a message that I think is really profound and it's really made a difference for my kids, is I want my children to know that they, their relationship with each other, those are the longest relationships they're going to have in their lives. Because long after we're gone, they're still going to be siblings with each other. And so I want them to see that as an opportunity that there's nobody else they're going to have in their life as long as they have each other and they can 
have resentment and anger around that, or they can embrace that and treat each other as a team. And it really has a very powerful impact on them. So that's my parting words. So Roya, any, any other final words of wisdom? Anything else? As we bring us I said it all. <laughs> yes, did you? So, thank you. Thank you again for being here. It's such a pleasure. No, thank you. It's always a pleasure to be with you and talk to you and, uh, you know, chat with you. Thank you so I much. Feel for the same. Oh, truly a pleasure. So our guest today has been Roya Kravitz, who's an ADHD coach, a family dynamic coach, a thought leader, a speaker, and a very, very wise and wonderful woman. So Roya, thanks for being here. Thank you all for for joining us for listening uh, you can find this podcast interview and many others on impactadhd.com a fabulous series of interviews and articles with guest experts and blogs and tips and all sorts of information so use the resources there and we will see you next time take care everyone you've been listening to the parenting with impact podcast with elaine and diane for more information on the impact parents community or to join sanity school for parents please visit impactparents.com. If you like what you've heard, please share this podcast with friends who need similar guidance and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the essentials of Elaine and Diane's coach approach to parenting, download a free tip sheet at impactparents.com slash podcast. Behavior therapy training for parents is actually recommended as a first-line treatment for complex kids. For information about Sanity School, our training program for parents or teachers, which has helped thousands of families around the globe, visit impactparents.com slash sanity school. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.